All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of a hundred books a year with Kevin. Today, I want to keep talking about the uh, psychology of money.、Um, today, I want to touch on a very interesting subject. Is、uh, what is the difference between getting wealthy and staying wealthy? Right. So, in a sense, that good investing is not necessarily about making good decisions. It is really about not consistently mess up, <laughs> right? So, Morgan, the author, argues that if you want to、um, stay wealthy, we have to be frugal, right? There's an aspect of、uh, frugality in there, and there's also an aspect of paranoia. So, like afraid that one day the wealth will will all go away, and. You know, if you look into、uh, into the world of, of the VC, right, venture capital or、uh, companies that that went IPO, forty、uh, percent of the company that successfully IPO'd, they typically lost all their value in their lifetime, right,、um, or they lost value over time as a、uh, company. So that's a lot of companies, right? So. In a sense, that、uh, doing capitalism, right, like doing well in a capitalistic society is hard, and get money and keeping money are two different skill. I think he he's absolutely right. Like getting money takes a takes a certain skill, and then keeping money is also a certain skill. So in terms of getting money, right,、like、we can talk about you know taking risk, being optimistic.、Um, just really try out new things, putting yourself out there. And keeping money, it really requires humility, right?、Um, or maybe when we say paranoia, when we're we're saying that you know that it's a fear that you are going to get what you made taken away from you, right? And lastly, right, keeping money is a thing called、uh, frugality and also acceptance, right? And that's kind of I want to like pause here and do a little sidetrack.、Um, there is this.、Uh, Financial author, the name is Remy Sethi. Uh, he's he's a, a, a from India. Um, he has this book called "I Will Teach You to Be Rich," and he has this concept called money dial, right? So the idea is that to really uh you know maximize the utility of your money spending. Let's say traveling. Okay, let's not use traveling. Let's say food that really really like make you happy. Like me, I'm a foodie. So I will spend you know three, four, five, maybe ten x more on food if I can afford it. And I will cut cost on other things, you know, mercifully, right? So I I want to make sure that I maximize my utility for the money. I want to spend it on on the things that I enjoy the most, right? So that is the part of keeping money or keeping wealthy comes from. And Morgan also branch out to this idea of a survival mentality. So here's what we mean, right? We all know、um, Warren Buffett. Right. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Now Warren Buffett, his uh entire, uh, net worth is about eighty one billion or eighty seven billion somewhere somewhere around there, and most of that money, you know, like I would say, you know, seventy or or like most of of that money, come from. The time that he's over sixty five years old. Right, the quote unquote official, the the 
you know, the time that he can take social security. So that is the magic of compounding interest, right? Um, so the key here is to not sell, right? To kind of like survive the ups, which is easy. And you also have to survive the downs. And I think people can talk about, oh yeah, like, you know, uh, Buffett is like such a good investor, this and this and this. But people can dissect their every single move right now, right? What, what like Berkshire is doing right now. What people don't talk about it enough, in my opinion, is how Warren is able to ride out different waves, right? Ride out different downturns, right? And we tend to get fixated on what Buffett did as a company. You know, like recently, like Buffett is selling a lot of bank stocks, right? Like he's selling uh, Goldman stocks and uh, he's buying Bank of, uh, of America. He just moved into a lot of um, positioning in gold, right? Like he, he bought lots of like berry gold. And um, right, he is probably the largest, uh, you know, uh, a stockholder for Apple, all that fun stuff. Now, we can dissect into his decision making any way we want, but... What we don't talk about is a couple of things, right? First of all, Buffett never got carried away with debt, right? He was the one that always managing his money well and always have ample cash flow. Secondly, is that Buffett did not really panic and sell through recessions, right? Like Buffett, uh, I think in the book, it says that he has lived through 14 different recessions, 14 of them. And then he still come out good because he's not, very emotional. Number three, we don't really talk about Buffett that, you know, his self-worth, right? His, he did not attach himself with one view and then just not able to pivot, right? Buffett is always the one that's willing to look at different situations and change your mind about certain things, right? Maybe like four or five years ago, like he was big on banks and now he's like, yeah, I want to get, get, get rid of all my positions in banking. Now, Next is that very rarely Berkshire Hathaway uh, rely on outside money. And Buffett has been doing this for like over 70 years, whatever, 80 years. He never burned himself out, you know, quote unquote, re- retirement, right? So in a sense from like Buffett, like, you know, in his uh, documentary, I think we talked about it uh, before. Uh, he started buying stocks at like ten years old, right? I don't know why they will allow that, but he he like he started doing that. So he, so he's been investing since age ten to age ninety, right? Then the amount of you know um, mental toughness, right, to like write out the highs and the lows, it's 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 probably not everybody can comprehend that, and he can just say, hey, I survived, right? And there's another thing that it was in, uh, interesting, right? When people think about Warren Buffett's, um, you know, the partners, right? In his uh, closest circle, we have Warren Buffett and we have uh, Charlie Munger, right? And in the beginning of, of a Berkshire, actually in the early 60s or early 70s, there's actually another guy. I don't remember his his name, like Rick, some, uh, Rick somebody. Uh, Rick, uh, he's not very well known because... Uh, Warren said that uh, Rick wanted to get rich quick. Right? Rick is not patient enough. Both Warren and Charlie Munger, they know that they're going to get really wealthy. It just takes time. Right? They, are, they already fig- uh, 
figure that out like 40, 50 years ago. So in, in a sense that it's really good to have a mindset of paranoia. It's really good to be paranoid and optimistic at the same time. And really maintain that, I think, is really interesting, right? Be able to look at two sides of the coin and really be less emotional with your investment or money choices. I think that is the biggest reason for, you know, Buffett having long-sustained success, right? And more than, you know, enough of the time that people don't think about this is that Whenever we are seeing things in black and white, right? Oh yeah, this thing has to be right. Oh, this thing has to be wrong. Gold has to be the hottest commodity right now, right? All that fun stuff or Bitcoin, right? Um, in a sense, seeing only the black and white, it really lacking the ability to notice nuances, right? And you really need short-term paranoia to keep you alive. You really need that sense of urgency long enough to obtain long-term optimism, right? So I think this is actually a really good chapter. Uh, it's actually a few few chapters all gone together. But the point is, right, is that to summarize is that, you know, as, you know uh, getting money, it requires taking shots, right? Taking risks, being optimistic. And if you want to uh, saving money, if you want to stay wealthy, you need to have optimistic mindset and you also need to be paranoid and, you know, really, really taking the whole picture, not just the black and white options. Okay, hopefully this one help you guys out. Uh, if you like the podcast, give us five stars, whatever you listen, and we go from there. Alrighty, bye.